conversation. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to In Conversation with myself, Yasmina Peterson. Now we are tackling something quite interesting this afternoon and that is regarding the obesity arrive in South Africa. Now we all know that living in South Africa, we're eating fast foods, we don't really exercise, some of us do, some of us don't. But now we're looking at how we can combat obesity, but not only in ourselves, but also looking at our babies as well from a very young age. Now we're going to delve deep into this issue and we're going to look at what are the focus points and also look at what are some of the directions which we should take in order to better our lifestyles as well as for our children. But speaking to us more on this, we do have online pharmacists as well as complementary medicines expert and a life coach online with us. That's none other than Julia Crisolo. Julia, good afternoon to you. Hi, Yasmina. Wonderful to be with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wonderful to have you with me, Julia. Now, Julia, you know the study by the South African Medical Journal focuses on teachers in Cape Town. So now we're looking at what is the situation in South Africa as a whole. Can you say that we are an overweight and sick nation? Yes, yes, Mela. The study that was done was on Cape Town teachers. So of course, it's only you know one part of our country, but it definitely is an indication that in general, South Africa tends to be quite an overweight nation. And actually, um, we know that in sub-Saharan Africa, we have the highest overweight and obesity rate. Seventy mm-hmm. percent of women and a third of men are overweight or obese. So, of course, we are generalizing, but this study definitely opens a window into this reality of um, us being a bit too overweight, not active enough, and um, not eating the right kind of food. Now, Julia, how often do you advise for us, us as adults, as well as our children, to go to the doctor and get ourselves checked out so that we can know where we hit the mark on the weighing list? Well, I think it's about taking our power back. You know, instead of relying on doctors in the medical profession as such, especially in terms of health and wellness, is let's, let's take our power back and take control of our own lives and start to get educated um, about what is healthy weight. Um, you know, it, actually, it's very simple. Just look at yourself <laughs> in the mirror and see for yourself what do you look like. But beyond looks, how do you feel? Mm. You know, do you have enough energy? Are you able to walk a kilometer without panting to death? Um, do your clothes fit easily? You know, look at how you feel in terms of health and wellness and not, on, not just focus on aesthetics. Um, and there are basic um, guidelines in terms of healthy weight, especially look at your body mass index. That's even more important. Mm-hmm. One can look up on the internet. It's very, very simple. So I think the first thing is to get real and truth and honest with, us, with ourselves um, and do it from the perspective of health and wellness as opposed to weight loss and as opposed to what the society thinks we should do. Rather, make it an internal decision. Now, Julia, looking at obesity, being obese and being overweight, would you say those are the same things or is it completely different? Obesity is on the extreme scale of overweight. You just look at weight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all on that same scale. And obesity is a bit more extreme. 
um, compared to overweight. Mm. Um, obesity, there are certain criteria for that, and it's much more serious than just being overweight. Obesity is a serious, serious health risk because it exposes you or makes you so much more prone to diseases like diabetes, like heart disease, cancer, etc., which really are completely preventable. Now, definitely, we are speaking about obesity right in South Africa. We're speaking obesity, we're speaking overweight, as also looking at diabetes being we in November and looking at November being the month of diabetes. Now, if you're looking at diabetes now, Julia, I'm changing the focus now to obesity and going a bit to diabetes. Would you say that diabetes is a consequence of poor health and a lifestyle or, or not? Well, yes, ma'am. If we look at type 2 diabetes, which we are, which we are really talking about now. Yes. Um, type 1 diabetes is a whole different ballgame. It's, it's more autoimmune disease. Um, it's got less to do with lifestyle. But type 2 diabetes, which is much more common, is absolutely a consequence of poor health and lifestyle, which in a way is, is, a, is a, a stark truth. But at the, on the other hand, it also is a gift because we can do something about that. We can actually choose a lifestyle, we can choose food that can change the course of our life and put us on a good track so that we don't land up with diabetes. Mm-hmm. But now looking and it's all about education mm-hmm. and awareness. Yes. Looking at diabetes, looking at overweight and obesity, I'm thinking that sugar plays a main role here and the intake of your sugar levels as well yeah. as the sugars you take within your coffee and your tea, does that play a main role in your lifestyle if you yeah. are obese or overweight, even diabetic as well? Definitely. Um, sugar is a big role, but also not just sugar. It's also carbohydrate mm-hmm. and the quality of food. So it's not just sugar. Sugar is a big part of the equation, but it's also carbohydrate, bread, pasta, um, mini meal, too much of that, and especially too much of your processed foods. Like yeah. pies and pizza, cakes, sweets. As well pizza, as your breads pizza. as well, uh, Julia. Yes, yes, because bread, all carbohydrates eventually get converted mm-hmm. into glucose in your bloodstream. Yes. So it's if not y- just sugar. Now, if you are wanting to live a healthier lifestyle, let's say you are maybe you want to change, like you said in the beginning, we should take the power back and we should really make that effort in order to change. So let's say yeah. we're drinking or I'm drinking three uh, scoops of sugar within my mm. coffee on daily. How would you suggest then to come off from three and gradually move up until one or so? I'm so glad you mentioned the word gradually, yes, because <laughs> that is the way to do it, is to make small changes that you can sustain. Um, instead of setting these big goals which you might not be able to attain and feel worse about it, rather be kind to yourself. Set yourself four goals. Mm. So if you're having three teaspoons of sugar in your tea, then go down to two or even two and a half. Try that out for a week. You'll be amazed that your taste buds slowly get used to less sweetness. Mm. Um, so it is small things. If, for example, you're wanting to get more active, um, then start walking even 10 minutes a day. It's, it's what you do every day that is more important than what you do once a week. So little changes that are done consistently that's the key and it's a gradual change it isn't an overnight story 
And now we're also coming to the little ones. We're paying some attention to the little ones here as well, Julia. Mm. We're looking at the fruit juices that we normally think, okay, you know, not not gas, but here's some fruit juice for you because we think mm. that it's healthy. But it also has added sugar in that. So how can we then minimize the intake for our little ones with the sugar? Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that because we do have a perception that fruit juices are healthy. And yes, I suppose compared to sugary cold drinks, they are. But they still have a lot of sugar in, mm. especially you know, if they have added sugar. So for our little ones, let's rather try to not corrupt their taste buds and get them used to water. Mm. From the beginning, if you still have the opportunity, water, rooibos tea, plain. They don't need sugar. If you don't corrupt your children's taste buds with sugar, they won't know better. But if your child does like fruit juice, then what I would suggest is have it in small quantities and dilute it. Mm, so maybe I'll, half water, half food yes. food, and slowly try and introduce more water and not just rely on fruit juice as their only intake of liquid um, because it still is a lot of sugar and it's not good for their teeth either. Mm. So my feeling is fruit juice, maybe one glass a day is more than enough. It still has a lot of sugar in. Rather give them fruit, much more wholesome choice. Definitely. Excellent. You mentioned rooibos tea. Giving them rooibos tea. Are we looking at rooibos tea just like that or not even adding any sugar? And if you're looking at sugar, your white sugar and your brown sugar, some normally say that the brown sugar is the healthiest option. How true is this? I would say it's sugar. You know, irrespective, <laughs> it's still sugar. It's still affecting your blood sugar level. So um, I would lump it all in the same pot as sugar. And the idea is to minimize or cut out as much as possible. And yes, plain rooibos tea with no sugar is ideal. Now also going on to your over-the-counter type of things, you know, the ones that you take the tablets or maybe to lose some weight or maybe to get your energy up and so on. What's your take on this? Is Do you, do you recommend like over-the-counter things to counter also your diseases if you have and so on? Yes, I, I, I don't believe in weight loss supplements. I really don't believe that the answer is in a pill. It's mm. about lifestyle, it's about choices. So any weight loss supplement that's going to promise you to lose weight, stay far away from it. I, I really don't feel that that's the answer. But definitely supplements in general can be a great support um, in terms of healthy lifestyle. For example, you know, every day, um, especially if you're diabetic, mm-hmm. if your blood sugar is high, you have a lot of oxidation happening in the body. So good antioxidants are really good for you, like green tea. Green tea comes from nature. It's a natural product. And green tea extract, like the Origin 8, um, it contains a green tea extract um, that's specially prepared where all the goodness stays inside. Um, and when you take something like Origin 8, it stays in the body for a long time. That so gives you protection against oxidation for a long period of time. So that's a very good thing. Things like uh, you know vitamin D in sprays, magnesium, B12 sprays, mm. all of these nutrients are so helpful because they just support us in having a healthy lifestyle. And then, Ultimately, no pill can replace good nutrition. Yes, now that is what I'm getting to because you get all these pills that are in, yes. like at your pharmacy and so on, and these pills that are telling you, okay, you know, you, took, you take this and this is good, you, this will give you an energy boost if it is mm. you low in energy and so on, but I want to know what, just to get some clarity on a multivitamin, taking a multivitamin on a daily basis, is that recommended or how would you then recommend to boost your energy and live more healthier? Absolutely, yes, Miss Men. Let food be your medicine. So always begin with good nutrition. You can't bypass that. 
Mm-hmm. So start with that. Um, in the ideal world, our food would be rich in nutrients and not be growing depleted soils. So we'd only need food. But in our modern lifestyle, often our food isn't nutrient rich because the soil that's grown in might be lacking in essential nutrients. So I would suggest a good multivitamin every day, something that is as natural as possible. And for example, your food form, like spirulina, it's a food, essentially. So that is something that the body can recognize. It comes from nature, much more easy to absorb the nutrients and um, use the nutrients in your body. So food for multivitamin is a good place to start. A good omega-3 every day is a good thing to take. And I would recommend a good antioxidant like green tea, Origin 8, every day. That's a good foundation to start off with. Julia, you mentioned that you cannot bypass a nutritious lifestyle. And yes. regarding the supplements and so on, I want, to, I want to come back to the type of things that you eat, whether it is breakfast, whether it is lunch, or whether it is supper. I came across something interesting where it said that your stomach is the size of your fist. So what should your supper plate be looking like? Because sometimes I feel or I see that most of us, we go haywire on supper because we maybe didn't have lunch or we didn't have breakfast. And now we go all out and we don't even have room for air in our stomach. So what should our plate look like at supper time? Oh, so beautifully put, yes, man. You've, you've really brought in a wonderful speech about quantity. So we've spoken about quality and I'll later with quantity. Yes. You are so right. <laughs> when you don't have food in your stomach, it's the size of your fist. Hmm. If you look at that, it's really small. Yes. So wow. that means that you could only eat so much. So when you look at your plate of food, it shouldn't be a mountain. Hmm. It should be moderate quantity. And also the ideal is not to actually drink with your meal because it's going to take up more, more space. It's much better to drink liquid half an hour before your meal hmm. or about two hours afterwards. And quantity is really important because your stomach can only take in so much and if you put in too much then it can't actually move because your stomach actually moves the muscles actually move around to break down the food if you are overeating your stomach cannot do its work so you find that you get bloating belching flatulence and discomfort after a meal and for two hours after because your food is going into your colon not well presented it's still in big clumps so it's going to cause fermentation gas, bloating, indigestion, and chewing your food very well. It's really a wonderful habit to get into that promotes health and wellness and good digestion. Now, Julia, here's a message that came through. It says here, I'm a female, age 61, medium height. What must my weight be? I'm 66 in weight. Is that overweight or not? She's 61 of age, medium in height. She's asking, what must her weight be? She's 66 in weight. Is that overweight or not? It's very difficult for me to comment. You know, it depends so much on your bone size, how tall you are. What's more important, um, you know, not just weight, is your body mass index, which will measure what percentage of your, of your body mass is fat compared to, um, you know, muscle. Um, or so bone even. Body mass index which you can calculate. I can't tell you offhand what that is, mm-hmm. but that's more important. And for this lady who's estimating, let her you know, feel into your own body. How do you feel in your body? Do you feel comfortable? Do you have health issues? Um, let your body be your guide as opposed to something external. Body mass index scales are just a guide. 
you know, how is your body, what is your body telling you? Do you feel healthy and well? That's what's more important. Do you have energy? That's more important. And then, Jenny, is another one that came through. It says here, a mom is 82, has a touch of high blood. What multivitamin um, and sedative is good for her? She's also an Alzheimer patient as well. Would you recommend a multivitamin yes. for her or not? It's a good place to start for Alzheimer's. It's a good place to start. Um, it's very important with high blood pressure, Alzheimer's, any chronic disease, that inflammation be kept to a minimum because the more you can manage inflammation, the more the condition, especially chronic conditions. So something like bio-curcumin, which is a natural anti-inflammatory, is very important. And also um, vitamin D, especially in the, the D-Lux spray. Very, very important for mind, for well-being, and also for blood pressure. Magnesium helps a lot with blood pressure, helps to bring it down. And I really like the magnesium spray. Better you magnesium spray because it's well-absorbed. So there's a lot of things that you can do. Again, exercise is really important and stress. If she's stressing about things, it pushes up blood pressure. On the that remedy is good for calming down. Beautiful. On that note, there we're breaking for answer. When we come back, we'll continue with Julia Crisola on diabe- obesity as well as diabetes and health overall. Stay tuned. In conversation. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. We're still in conversation with Julia Crisolo, pharmacist and complementary medicines expert as well as a life coach. We are speaking about a healthy lifestyle in general as well as obesity and also looking at diabetes. Now, just before the break, Julia spoke to us more on what your meal should be like for supper time and as to your, your stomach that is as small as your fist. But now, Julia, what about those people who like their midnight snacks? Is that a healthy thing or not? No, that's actually the worst time. <laughs> the worst time to eat because in the evening um, the body does the process of healing and clearing things out. So in, in the evening, at like the night time, that is when your digestive system needs a break. So your body can actually focus on healing, repair, your liver can detox. So when you have a midnight snack or a night snack, it is not the, it's the worst time to eat. Also because you're going to be going to sleep. You're not going to be burning anything off. So when, when darkness comes and it's close past an hour, it's time to go to sleep and not eat. And I know it's very difficult, especially for night owls who like to work at night. Um, it's very challenging. If you, are, if you are going to have an evening snack, try to not have something sugary. Um, mm-hmm. So rather have you know, maybe a protein drink or something more protein. It doesn't have a high sugar content. Um, but ideally, you should stop eating at least two hours before you go and sleep. That's the ideal. Now, Julia, some of the SMS that came through with, was with regards to green tea. This one person mm. wants to know if she can drink green tea while being pregnant. Yes, green tea is much better than normal tea because it does have a lower caffeine content. So I would say green tea is safe in pregnancy. Um, ideally, you'd like to have no caffeine, especially in the first three months. I would advise her to rather stick to non-caffeine, like rooibos tea. Um, after a few months, you can be a bit more uh, relaxed. So green tea is, a, is an okay option. But ideally, you'd want to not have caffeine drinks, ideally. 
Okay, and then another one also, we're speaking about speaking also about diets. This person wants to know, is the HCG diet safe? HCG, what diet is that? Um, I'm not sure what, which, which is the HCG diet. Maybe they can elaborate a bit more. Yes, it's a, this is this is a diet. It actually stands for human coronical. Uh, those are hospital terms that I really don't don't do. Okay. But the HCC mm. is actually the hormone that women make when they are pregnant. So previously, the HCC diet was defined by a 500 calorie diet paired with daily okay. injections. Oh goodness, that sounds extreme. Now I don't believe in <laughs> counting calories or injections. Yes, I really don't think one should be counting calories and going crazy. You know, use common sense. Moderation is, is important, as natural as possible. Become aware of the quantity of food you're eating. That's also important. And listen to your body. Mm. Eat when you are hungry. But if you're going to be obsessing about food and calories, yes, you know, that, that's not healthy for your mind. I think it's much more important to listen to your body and go back to basics. Moderation, good quantity, move your body. Not be too obsessive about calorie counting, and definitely I wouldn't go for injections or anything like that. I think that's extreme and unnecessary. Now, also, leading going to the end of the program now, Gillian, what mental steps do you recommend for one to take in order to obtain a healthier lifestyle and becoming healthy? In terms of mental level, um, we often want to change. You know, it sounds like a good idea. There's something perhaps in what we're talking about that trigger something new and you think, yeah, I, I want more of that. I want to be healthier. I want to, you know, have a healthy lifestyle. And then it comes to the crunch of choices because, you know, it's not always easy to make these choices because we are creatures of habit. We like our comfort and um, what is going to help us make sustainable change. So you contemplate something first and then you've got to get clear about why. What is the real or the, what is the deep, deep reason why you want to make change. Mm. Because if you know why you're doing something, then it's much easier to deal with little challenges and obstacles along the way. So, you know, if you want to lose weight because your partner will love you more, you know, that's not going to be sustainable. It's got to be an internal reason. It's got to be for yourself. I want to be healthier. I want to have more energy. I want to feel good about my body. Mm. I want to not get ill. Um, those are good reasons for wanting to make changes. And then once you've decided that you want to do this, why you want to do it, is to start taking action. Nothing will happen unless you start taking action. My suggestion is to take small steps consistently every day. It's much more sustainable. And remember that you need to exercise, move your body in a way that you enjoy that is sustainable. And get support. Get support, get help from your friends, from your family. Make it a family thing um, that's mm. actually fun and enjoyable as opposed to something that feels like punishment or, you know, difficult or a mission. That's not going to be sustainable. Yes, definitely true. Was spoken there by Gillian Crisolo, the pharmacist, complementary medicines expert, as well as life coach. Gillian, I want to say thank you so much for speaking to us and giving us some more insight as to living life on a healthier buzz. So, Gillian, thank you so much. Such a pleasure. It's been wonderful chatting to you all. Love to you and your listeners. Thank you. Have a great day further now. Bye. Bye.